0: I'm not a, uh, I don't sing in public, but I, I want just a couple of songs are on my heart. I
1: just ask you to sing with me. It reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley. Oh, the blood that gives me strength. From day to day, it will never lose its power. It reaches to the highest mountain. And it flows to the lowest valley, the blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never, never, never.
0: Couple of scriptures to you, with you from Daniel chapter 2, verse 44 and 45 to begin with. In the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which will never be destroyed. And that kingdom will not, not be left for another people, it will crush and put an end to all these kingdoms but it will itself endure forever this dream is true and its interpretation is trustworthy hebrews chapter verse 14 pursue peace with all men pursue peace With all men and the sanctification without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one comes short of the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble and by it many be defiled. That there be no immoral or godless person like Esau who sold his own birthright for a single meal, as we heard the last couple of weeks from Josh. For you know that even afterwards, when he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place for repentance, though he sought for it with tears. For you, we have come to a mountain that may be touched, and to a blazing fire, and to darkness, gloom, and whirlwind, and to the blast of a trumpet, and the sound of words which sound was such that those who heard begged that no further words should be spoken to them. For they could not bear the command, if even a beast touches the mountain, it will be stoned. So terrible was the sight that Moses even said, I am full of fear and trembling. But you, we, have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God. Heavenly Jerusalem, to myriads of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven. And to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of righteous men made perfect. And to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood which speaks better than the blood of Abel, see to it. That we do not refuse him who is speaking. For if those who did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth. Much less shall we escape who turn away from him who warns from heaven. And his voice shook the earth then. But now he has promised saying yet once more I will shake not only the earth but also the heaven. And this expression yet once more denotes the removing of those things which can be shaken. As of created things in order that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken. Which cannot be lost. Let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and all for our God is a consuming fire. Father, we. Open our hearts, ears, minds to your spirit's voice. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that your spirit would speak and we would hear and respond. In the manner and heart of the spirit. And we praise you in this hour in Jesus name. Amen. Well, I did teach school for 26 years, and I suppose I had this expectation that what you teach on one day will be remembered the next. But I am not foolish enough to believe that that ever happened. Well, maybe occasionally, but generally not. So this is 2020 vision part four. And you're sitting there going, there was a part one. Two, three, I have no idea. You've spoken here before? Really? The news to me. Yeah, part four, how about that? I'm not even going to ask you if you can remember what part one was, two or three. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm not even going to do that. <clears throat> you can listen to the CDs if you got one. News you can trust. News you can trust. You don't need me to tell you that we're experiencing a truly interesting, significant, historic time in human history. A year none of us will ever forget. The impact of this year will be with us a long time, but particularly with the young people of this generation and as if the pandemic is not enough there are nationwide marches protests movements and yes even riots and there seem to be an edge an intensity that similar events of decades past did not have <clears throat> I lived through the protests and riots of the 60s, as many of you did. Although I wasn't personally there for any of them, I did not personally involve myself. I didn't even go to Woodstock, though I wanted to. (laughs) Too far, too costly. But the anger and rage that fueled people then is still alive today. There are many similarities, but this time, this time there seems to be something more tenacious, more serious, more ominous, more dangerous. My own wife, in her role as a county commissioner in a neighboring county, has been yelled at, screamed at, and accused of being a racist. I'm thinking about the 9-11 attack that occurred so many years ago. That's which anniversary was this past Friday. Thousands died. I don't need to tell you that thousands were injured. And as those people were trapped in that building, those two buildings, people from all over the world there, from every tribe and nation, every color. They all faced the same fate. The first responders, the firefighters, the policemen. Heroically rushing into that building and facing possible death, which many did die. They, too, were men and women of every tribe and nation, every color. There was no thought of racial barriers on that day. They were people, humans, humans who needed help and humans who had a responsibility to go. Humans risking their lives to save other humans. On that day, the nation, the city of New York was colorblind. But now, all we seem to see and hear is how divided we are. It's as if our aquarium has been lifted in the air and given a mighty shake. Yes, Mr. Dillon, the times, they are changing. And yes, Mr. Lewis, there's a whole lot of shaking going on. Things are getting jumbled around. Some things need to be shaken. I need to be shaken. Some areas of my life. Is there racial injustice in this world? Of course. Should it be eliminated? Absolutely. Should we work to remove it? Certainly. But in spite of the well-intended efforts of many, I have news for you, it's not going away. Well, it will one day. It's not going away because we are a sinful people living in a sinful world. A fallen world. But one day and one day only it will be all reconciled the day of Christ. When the peace of God comes and reconciles us all in him. Do black lives matter? Absolutely. But so do the lives of millions of unborn children that our nation has aborted and our world. Children of every color, every background. Did George Floyd's life matter? Absolutely. But, you know, so does the life of the man who had his knee on his neck. His life matters, too. He will get what he deserves. We all matter. And while legitimate conversation and debate in education and changing legislation Continues in hopes of improving the way that we treat each other. As well it should. Something sinister has arisen in our nation. Something has shifted in the heavenlies. And we, the church. The most powerful institution on earth. Need to recognize the times. Like my brother John Gibson said. And discover the mind and will of our Lord so that we can do and act and pray in accordance with his perfect will. You've heard from Billy, the two Johns. Josh and Bobby in recent weeks and others, and I am in every word that they've said. And many of you tune in regularly and follow words of others on TV and radio and the Internet. I need to admit something to you. I rarely follow world or national news, although it sounds like I followed it pretty well. I don't. I know folks who diligently follow news every day, and I applaud any and all who do. Maybe I should. There just seems to be so much misinformation So much distortion. One TV channel promotes itself as America's most trusted news source. Well, that seems like saying, who do I trust more, the gambler or the thief? I don't trust any of them. Pictures are altered, quotes are taken out of context, there's a twisting of facts. There's anger, hatred, accusations, hypocrisy. Why would I want to watch or listen to any of that stuff? If you're in the mood for depression, watch NBC and then turn over and get some more from ABC. Or PBS or CNN. Listen to what Paul writes in his first letter to Timothy. The Spirit expressly says, the Spirit explicitly, expressly says that in later times some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons by means of the hypocrisy of liars seared in their own conscience as with a branding iron. They're pretty strong words. And if ever there were deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons and hypocrisy of liars and many seared in their own conscience, it's today, September 2020. In our lifetime, in our hour. Make no mistake. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against the power of the air that's now working in those who are disobedient. Ephesians chapter 2. And even though the prince of darkness, this Satan and his demons walk and work through humanity, our struggle is not with people. Paul says it plainly in Ephesians six twelve. We wrestle against rulers, powers, world forces of this darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places, not against flesh and blood. You know, I've often found it interesting that a large part of Hollywood has made zillions of dollars on movies. That feature demons, vampires, ghosts, walking dead, those kinds of things. Zillions of dollars on movies like this. But over 90% of the directors and producers and actors do not actually believe that any of those exist. Just fantasy. They don't believe in angels or demons, heaven or hell. Yet they'll take your money from your wallet as you go into the movies to watch this stuff. This is no suggestion from Paul for us to consider. This is not something to have our opinion about. This is real. This is scripture. I have seen demons come out of people. And some of you have too. We, the church, have the truth. We ought to know the truth. And if we who have and know the truth do not rise up in this hour and proclaim to our world and our community the truth... If we do not rise up in this knowledge and cut to the core, realizing that the church and Jesus Himself is under attack, perhaps as never before, if we don't stand firm in the full armor of God and resist in the day of evil, who will? Who will? There's only one source of information that can be trusted. And he has news for us. Second Kings, chapter six, verse eight. Now, the king of Syria was warring against Israel. The king of darkness is warring against the kingdom of light. And he counseled with his servants, saying, in such and such a place shall be my camp. And the man of God, that is Elisha, sent word to the king of Israel, saying, Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are coming down there. And the king of Israel sent to the place about which the man of God had told him. And thus he warned him so that he guarded himself there more than once or twice. Now the heart of the king of Syria was enraged over this thing. And he called his servants and said to them, Will you tell me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, No, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet who's in Israel, he tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. So he said, Go and see where he is, that I may send and take him. And it was told him, saying, Behold, he's in Dothan, not Alabama. I don't think. And he sent horses and chariots and a great army there, and they came by night and surrounded the city. There's a war going on. There's a war going on. It's going on around us and in us. It's between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. The demon forces still trying to steal the victory that was won on the cross, not admitting defeat. But there is always someone, a man of God, a woman of God, a person full of faith who knows the heart and mind of the Lord. And God, may you today raise up, even from this house, men and women who can discern what the camp of the enemy is doing in secret and trying to hide. Men and women so infused with Holy Ghost power and wisdom to know the heart and motivation behind what is displayed and pronounced in public. When the king is told that Elisha was operating in supernatural power, he sets out to capture him. You see, when our enemy sees a real life demonstration of the power of Almighty God, he too will seek to silence it. So he sends horses and chariots. And a great army to do what? Catch one man. And when are they sent? While we're sleeping. While the church is in repose. Rested in our comfortable beds. At night. At night. While we. Are sleeping while we are sleeping. Our enemy is gathered around us, and if you believe the news, the church is on life support. Hospice stands ready. The noise, the clamor, the media, the humanistic worldviews. Do what you want. God is dead. The Bible is just a bunch of stories. There's no personal devil. There's no personal God. All roads lead to heaven. Mankind evolved from monkeys. The earth's a billion years old. It's all part of it. And it's all there in every channel. Every new source. They sent horses and chariots and a great army, and they came by night and surrounded the city. The church is surrounded. Now, when the attendant of the man of God had risen early and gone out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was circling the city. And his servant said to Elisha, Alas, my master, what shall we do? Alas, what shall we do? Do you hear the voice of fear? The attendant checked his Facebook account that morning. He checked all the social media outlets. He looked at all the voices hiding behind those accounts. He turned to CBN. And CNN and PBS. He opened the New York Times. The Washington Post. He gathered all the information he could get. And it was all bad. We're surrounded. And we're going to die. Is this our attitude? Is this our attitude? Alas. Alas, O oh Lord, we're losing. We have no hope. Where are you, Lord? Where are you? The media. The fourth branch of government. They're the fourth branch of government. You think about what happened in World War II in Germany when the Nazis took over all the information that was poured into people's homes and disallowed everything they didn't want. Every headline. Every news broadcast, over and over and over and over and over again, until they got what they wanted. The majority of people believing a lie. While the church slept, while the church slept, What shall we do? So Elisha answered, do not fear. Do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. I may be surrounded by armies and chariots and horses, but I'm also surrounded by songs of deliverance. Songs of deliverance. My God is not dead. Yes, Billy Hires, we know the truth. We have a big sword. The truth is Jesus himself. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the Lamb of God. He's also the Lion of Judah. And the Lion of Judah will break every chain Every chain, not some chains, every chain, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have the victory. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. There's a spiritual realm that's real. It's more real than what we see with our eyes. I'm no longer a slave to fear. What Elisha was telling his servant. No, no, no. Don't be afraid. No reason for that. I'm not going to fear the media. I'm not going to fear these movements. I'm going to recognize them for what they are, but I am going to be strong in the Lord. Because I know the truth. And the truth is on my side. And I'm on the side of truth. And Elisha prayed. And said, Lord. Open his eyes that he may see. I don't even know how well I see these things. Am I 100% convinced? 92% convinced? 3.72.5% convinced? Are you convinced? Lord, even if my eyes are partially open, open them fully. All of us, every person here, may God open our eyes fully to see reality. Reality. Open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes. This is a prayer God will answer. He will answer. It's prayed in faith, believing. And he opened the servant's eyes and indeed he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, strike this people with blindness. So he struck them with blindness. According to the word of Elisha. According to the word of Elisha, Jesus said, whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Do I believe that? Am I living it? Do I act on it? Do I stand in that power and victory and proclaim it? Then Elisha said, this is not the way, nor is this the city. Follow me and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. And he brought them to Samaria. The day is coming. The day is coming. When the spirit of the Lord will be poured out on all flesh. And many, many will turn from their wicked ways. As the spirit of Christ is revealed in their hearts. But until then. I have a responsibility. I have a job to do. He's given it to us. To recognize the hour. To recognize the situation. And to stand together as brothers and sisters. Believing. Believing together and proclaiming together that there is a reality here that's greater than what we see. And we need to resist the enemy. And the scripture says if we do that, he will flee. He will flee. I am surrounded by songs. Of deliverance. It came about when they had come into Samaria, Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men that they may see. So the Lord opened their eyes and they saw and behold, they were in the midst of Samaria. And the king of Israel, when he saw them, said to Elisha, my father, shall I kill them? Shall I kill them? But Elisha said, no. Don't kill them. Would you kill those you have taken captive with your sword and with your bow? No. Set bread and water before them. That they may eat and drink and go into their master. And they prepared a great feast for them. And when they had eaten and drunk, he sent them away and they went to their master. And the marauding bands of Syria did not come again into the land of Israel. When that day comes, when the Spirit of God is poured out into the camp of our enemy, we who are alive to see it and be a part of it will understand that, but for the grace of God go I. And that I, too, once stood among the mockers. Once I deserved hell and death, and I still do. And only by his great mercy were my eyes opened and my heart changed. And my life set on a new course. And the fate I deserved, I did not get. On that day, we too must say, welcome home. Welcome to the family. All those who now oppose the gospel so desperately and so uh, virulently are so outspoken. God is going to move on their hearts. And what they once vilified, they will now love. and we must say welcome to the family we have authority in Christ Jesus yes we're in a warfare but the victory was won at the cross and now the weapons are our war- of our warfare are mighty in our God in our victorious God to pull down every stronghold and yes As we've heard so often over the past few weeks, if my people who are called by my name, the Lord says, not the name of Phil, will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then he will hear from heaven. Forgive their sins, heal their land. Delivering us from our wicked ways. Lord, open our eyes. Open our eyes. That's the only news I can trust. It's what I read right here. It's all the news I can trust. And I've put my heart in it. My life staked on it. And I hope you have. Now, I'm going to close this part of our meeting. And you are certainly free to go and have been whenever you choose to. That's for sure. But after I pray, I would like to invite those of you who would care to to join me over here on the side and we're going to do some spiritual warfare. We are going to proclaim God's mercy, grace and love and the victory we have in Christ over the forces of evil that have been unleashed in this hour. One of them has been identified by people I trust as witchcraft. And we need to pray against that spirit. And others that God may show us. Or, or has shown others. So do what you need to do. But if you'd like to join me on the side, please do. Let's pray. Father. How we bless you today in the mighty name of our Savior. Who's given us songs of deliverance. Who surrounded us. With a host of heavenly forces. Angels by the myriad thousands. But most of all, you've given us the victory in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And how we bless you today that that truth, that knowledge is the greatest force in the universe. And it's all that matters. He who lives in me is greater than he who lives in this world. We thank you today. Father, continue to open our eyes to that truth, to protect us with it, to shield us from rumors and lies and attacks. Open our eyes, Lord, to truth. On an ever going basis, and we pray for our foes, for those who oppose you in this hour. For those who are coming against the church, we pray in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ that you would pierce their hearts with your love, with your love, Lord, and bring them to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We thank you today in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.